were. Uh, the United States government would never have, if the president, our president, had not, and as far as I know, that's the way it'll always be. Is that clear? What about the report? How can you say we aren't spending millions on spraying when the International Wheat Board has reported, and I quote, extensive contamination in the grain fields of southern Argentina? The state ever, that microphone's cutting out on us, I'm awfully sorry. However, if the, unstate, so I must go. I'm joined by everyone's favourite fireplace showroom magnate. <laughs> uh, Mark Foster, hello guys. And just in case that people don't get that, that wasn't a film reference. That's that's Mark's business. Yes, that, that is that is what I do for a living. I own a, a York's premier fireplace company. <laughs> and yes, that, that is that is what our tagline says. Nice. I get and I, I get shouted at by people all day. At the moment. <laughs> oh, about, yeah, yeah. Pensions? Yeah, yeah. Everybody it's... wants their money, and we're not paying them fast enough. Everyone, <laughs> everyone wants their money. Everyone's got shit that they want to buy or that they need to pay for, and they need their money now. Yeah, and do you know it, what it's, like, it's like people are coming with excuses, aren't they? Well, I need it for, for this. Like, you just want it. Do Why you... do you say you want it? Yeah. Do you know what I tell them? Well. Don't Tough. make financial commitments before you actually know you're getting the money or until it's in your account. And do you know it's... what they tell me? 
grumble, my grumble, money. grumble, grumble. I'm going to make a complaint unless you do something. And then what do I tell them? Make a complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look where it's going to get you. Because we've already been... The great thing is, our complaints department have basically told us that if it's a complaint about timescale, as long as it's within a certain period, they do not have legitimate grounds for complaint and you can actually refuse to take their complaint. Whoa, nice. Which is amazing. That, that, at least they're backing you up. Yeah. Yeah. And... In fairness, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the company I work for, but in fairness, the timescales that we've got at the moment are silly, like really, really long. But <laughs> pensions, all the rules changed in April about when or how people could take all their money, and ever said, well, now people can take all their money. Beforehand, if you had less than, if you had more than ten grand in your pension pot, you couldn't take it all. You had to like take a regular income from it. Now people can just take their money mm. and they'll get taxed up the arse. Yes. And they'll be made higher rate taxpayers and they'll probably owe the inland revenue more tax after next April. Yeah. And people are still doing it anyway. Yeah, people are essentially not kind of thinking about it or taking the advice they should be, are they? Oh, mate. I always, well, we always recommend that you seek financial advice. That's what I say on every single call. Pretty much mm. because they say, yeah, I understand the tax and yeah, I'll sign to say I understand the tax. They don't understand the tax. They'll be back <laughs> on next year saying, why wasn't I told that 40 percent of this amount is being taxed? Well, you were. Yeah, that's what that's what you're going to get loads of. And, next all, year. and all we're going to say is, well, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. I can see you signed our questionnaire to say that you said you understand the tax implications of the option you are choosing. <laughs> Go away. Yep. Anyway, sorry about that. Pensions. I hate them at the moment. <laughs> I am not surprised. It's not always going to be like this, but at the moment, my job sucks. <laughs> but Mark is Yorkshire's, uh, York's premier fire magnate, so... Yes, I am indeed. It's like a most violent year. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I'm just wandering around trying to keep everything together as Becky controls everything from the background <laughs> like some kind of bad lady Macbeth. <laughs> um, anyway, Jesus Christ. Right, episode 121. Uh, on this week's show, we are going to do all the Mission Impossible films. Uh, Mark kind of left us on a cliffhanger next week about whether he was going to get through them all. He managed it. I did indeed. Quite a compressed amount of time, but he managed it. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, when did you start Mission Impossible One, Mark? It's Sunday at ten past six in the evening now. I started Mission Impossible One on. I watched that on Wednesday night at about uh, ten o'clock. But I started Mission Impossible Two at um, eight p.m. exactly yesterday. That's fucked. <laughs> so you did two, three, four last night, and then watched five today. I did two and three last night. I watched four this morning, and then I watched five this afternoon. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk then. We'll talk some trailers. We did just uh, we did just uh, say before the uh, start of the recording. We're just going to very briefly mention what else we we'd watched this week, just for completeness' sake. So, uh, Mark, what else did you watch? Uh, I watched I watched like two other films. Uh, I watched Life of Crime, uh, which is available I think on US Netflix. I think maybe UK, uh, oh, yeah, UK uh, as well. Actually, 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it stars Jennifer Aniston, Isla Fisher, Will Forte, Mark Boone Jr., Tim Robbins, John Hawks, and uh, Yaslin Bay, also known as Moss Death. Um, and it's based on an Elmore Leonard uh, novel, The Switch. Uh, essentially, you've got Tim Robbins played a... Uh, some kind of crook. It's undisclosed what he does, uh, but uh, you have John Hawks and Moss Def plan to kidnap his wife, played by Jennifer Aniston, except after they've kidnapped her, uh, they find out that he's about to divorce her anyway because he's uh, shacked up with Isla Fisher. Uh, and then sort of fun happens as they try and kind of um, get the money out of him as he decides whether or not he's going to pay it or just let them do it because he's not supposed to contact the police so in theory she'll have just disappeared etc uh, etc et um, it is it's a lot of fun actually it's got a great I've got to leave it away because I'm not see what happens but it's got a great closing shot to the movie um, John Hawks is John Hawks he's always brilliant in everything he's ever in uh, uh, Mark Boone Jr. is is very amusing uh, in it. Moss Def's charismatic. Jennifer Aniston's very good. Uh, Tim Robbins plays a great shit heel. It, it's it, it's a definite solid watch. To be honest, I, I really enjoyed it. It's stylish as fuck. It looks great. Um, it, it it it's what I'd say is if I went to the cinema to see it, I'd have come out and gone. Do you know what? That's probably more of a VOD, but a VOD as a VOD title, it's it's a it's a really entertaining watch. Nice, lot lot of fun. Uh, and the other thing I watched was uh, I've never seen this before. Uh, Wet Hot Summer. Have you ever seen this? Wet Hot American Summer. Wet American Summer. Yeah. Yeah, years back. Actually, do you know what Donna and I watched the first episode of the TV show last night? Is it any good? It's all right. Yeah. Uh, well, I've never seen it, and everyone kind of uh, raves about it. It's been this great film, and I, I watched it, and you know, it's got. A lot of recognisable faces now uh, in it, and you know some that were fairly recognisable at the time. Anyway, um, it's one of those where I, I thought I'm gonna watch it, but I don't think I'm gonna like it that much. Um, I was really enjoying it for the first hour. Uh, it, it's really sort of quite entertaining and quite um, self-deprecating, whilst also being a little, you know, having a lot of nods and winks to. You know, the, the, the films that it's riffing on. Uh, and then it, it, it does for the last sort of half an hour, 20 minutes, just fucking go off a cliff and just ends up going, all right, so you were being amusing and kind of funny and now you've just been fucking stupid and it's boring. Yeah, the, the, the first episode of the show, it had some funny moments in it and the end of the first episode is a bit of a what the fuck, this could be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm not massive on the film but like literally Donna and I finished off Silicon Valley last week so we're looking for a new kind of half hour comedy to get through um, yeah but I don't know whether we're going to keep up on it second season of Silicon Valley by the way amazing nothing is as good, oh, that's good. nothing is as good as the dick joke on the the last episode of season one but barely anything yeah. is as good as that no the, the, yeah the, the, the last episode of season one of Silicon Valley is, is one of those all-time classic comedy episodes yeah I, I think I'd go with that actually so, but yeah season two of Silicon Valley is really great um yeah it's solid yeah but uh yeah so that that was it was it yeah that that, that, that was it yeah and I've I, I too try and have like a, a half an hour um sort of tv show that I'm watching at the moment I just like to re-watch all of Friends yeah well, uh, yes so you have yeah yeah, yeah uh, I, what I will say very quickly is I'm halfway through the first season uh, at the moment and my fucking god what a show that was mm, mm-hmm. 
So go on then. What, what, is it, what else have you watched that hasn't been uh, impossible mission related? Gum would be perfection. Gum would be perfection. No, isn't that the line in Friends? It might have been. Chan- yeah. Where Chandler is stuck in that ATM with the girl. And yes. The girl offers him the gum. I didn't. Yes. I didn't watch a film called Gum Would Be Perfection. Like I said, I've never heard of that, but it's magnificent. Yes, it is a lie. Gum Would Be Perfection. Yes. Um, yeah. It's very good. Very good. Um. Yeah, the first couple of seasons, the first few seasons of Friends are fantastic. It's when it was more actually kind of a comedy that was trying to be a ever so slightly more edgy and and kind mm-hmm. of sexy. And yes. it it loses that as it goes along. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it does. I'm, I'm interested to see how, what the shift is it was. Because I remember watching the the first sort of few series, you know, on a week by week basis, and then as it went on, it, it kind of like I caught it as and when it was was on, to be honest. Um, so I'm 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm quite intrigued and, and quite sort of enjoying my my friends revisitation. It, it, it is. It, I, I, it hasn't aged horribly. I mean, the fashions, etc., have, but the kind of sentiments and everything in it uh, are still quite nice there. And it's amazing how the, the cast have so much chemistry, even in the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, Monica and Ross in particular, they feel like, like big a brother, little sister. Yeah. Um, any, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the Roger Corman produced Fantastic Four film. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um,. <laughs> Basically, I was on Facebook and uh, a friend of ours just face like shared a link of it and was just like, and we we had him we had him and his wife around for a barbecue this afternoon and um and he said I want basically I want you to get this watched by Sunday I said no at first and then he said I could borrow his copy of Arkham Knight because I sold mine but now I want to finish it off. <laughs> so it was like, alright then. Um yeah, it's an hour and a half long. It's not great. Um <laughs> The one thing that really bothered me about it, I mean like it, it, the the famous story with this is that basically Roger Corman had it made because he, he had he wanted to keep the rights and apparently Marvel I've been told the film cost about a million dollars and Marvel paid two million dollars for it to never be actually officially released, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. I will say the thing costume actually isn't that bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, but it's like late 80s, early 90s. The, the, like there's kind of CG in it, which is terrible um, or, or attempts at CG. And one thing that really bothered me, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, because it's a Roger Corman Fantastic Four film, of course it's shit. <laughs> the Invisible Woman, when she disappears, she doesn't just become invisible, she seems to turn into nothing. So she disappears it's at one point. They can walk through stuff. Yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. yeah well, like, she disappears at one point, and these guys like shoot at her, and they end up shooting each other. And it's like, well, if she's invisible, she'd still be shot. <laughs> yep. And Did think. There were things like that that happened a couple of times. It's just like that's no, that's not right. Anyway, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> uh trailers. Yeah, um I've not been that many really this 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 sort of week, has there um I watched one for the third trailer for uh Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. which gives a little bit more away about what's actually happening in the film. Um 
Yeah, it all kind of hinges on whether Depp can be good again. You, I think, you that, know that, that everybody maybe. else is going to be at least solid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Cumberbatch is, you know... Granted, he's not done many movies, but he's been, you know, there's not been one where you've gone, oh, at all, is there? It's not like uh, Eddie Rayban's where, you, you know, Jupiter Ascending. Um, and, you know, Joe Yeah, It's fucking, that's so bad. I just won an Oscar. And yeah. now I'm in this Wachowski Brothers film. I you know what? If... if, if I, I, I just no matter what happens, that's always going to be there. It, 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 he must just look at that and go, "Why did I do it? Just why did I pick that voice?" I'm always, I, whenever, yeah, whenever anyone says Eddie Redmayne, I'm not going to think Stephen Hawking. I'm going to think, "I'd like to order a pizza." <sighs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's it just that that is the most going to be the le- most least remembered Oscar best pay- best actor winner of all time. It, it, Everyone's already forgotten that he won it. I think that's bang on. It is. It, it just nobody. It, it's because it, it, let's be honest, the, the the theory of everything was all right. Wasn't a great film. It's it, 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 It's a very solid performance. But, I mean, come on, it's not, it wasn't the best performance of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was, it was, it was, I think it was quite a, 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 a slow year, essentially, for best actor things there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that was, that was bad. Um, so yeah, Black Mass could, could be great, all hinges on death. Um, Spotlight, uh, the Matt Ruffler, Michael Keaton take on the Catholic Church and a bunch of lawyers. Uh, have you seen anything about this? Um, I know what it is. I haven't seen a trailer. Please tell me Liev Schreiber plays a naughty priest. He doesn't, no. Fuck. No. Which, I, yeah, it would have been good. Uh, Billy Crudup plays a... Um, naughty priest. No, he plays, he plays a naughty lawyer, which, when you look at Billy Crudup, you go, oh, he does look like a bastard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that. That it looks it looks. Unless he's got a tash and a beard and long hair. Yeah, yeah. Even then, he was still a bit of a bastard. Yeah, he was a bit of a bastard, but you know, he had. I I, I don't know. Like Jason Lee's more of a bastard in almost. Oh movies. yeah, Jason Lee's more of a bastard in that. Yes. <laughs> God, I want to watch that film again. Yeah, um, so yeah, it, that's it, it. Looks it looks quite good, um, but it looks. It depends how worthy it tries to be. One of those, uh, which is very much the same as the next one. You know, the thirty-three, the uh, Chilean mining disaster movie. Oh, yes, okay. I haven't seen the trailer either. Again, the thing about the trailer is, it, it, it is, and this is sound really, really fucking obvious. It looks like a movie of that Chilean mining disaster that I, happened I, five I, years. I know ago. what you mean. It's just like, yeah. oh right, yeah, there's the film of that. Yeah, but it's a weird cast. Yeah. I told you about Darius, did it? Luke Diamond Phillips is one of the top blind people. What the shit? Luke Diamond Phillips is on the top of a poster in 2015. Yep. Gabriel Byrne. Mm. That's a fucking stream. Yeah, it's a... Do you know what? It'll be emotional. It'll be all like that. But I have a feeling it'll go a little bit like 127 127 hours. 
where it essentially, you know, like the last 10 minutes of that movie where it just starts going, look how emotional this is. No, I tell you what, right? If those, if a film about that, because actually in Disaster was quite a big deal. Oh, yeah. If the film of that has Lou Diamond Phillips as one of the top line actors, that <laughs> screenplay has got to be hammered shit. <laughs> yes yeah absolutely because let's face it if that was if that screenplay was any good right and it was being you know being made fucking really properly then where it says Antonio Banderas and Lou Diamond Phillips it would say George Clooney and Brad Pitt yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah end yeah, of yeah. and then yeah, literally the entire cast of Ocean's Eleven but down a mine I, yeah, I mean, right, Antonio Banderas, like, he is essentially is a kind of a director video actor now. Yes, Rodrigo, he is. San- he had Rodrigo Santoro, like, kind of the same. I suppose, like, he could just turn up in anything. Juliette mm. Binoche, fair enough, but in US films, she doesn't really do all that. I could imagine her working on set for a few days on this. Yeah. Like, just on the end of a phone crying. Yeah, in between, like, a... Either that or she met one of the Chilean miners that was was there and just he told a nice story and she went, I have to make this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to work with Lou Diamond Phillips. Well, who fucking wouldn't? Just that's amazing that Lou Diamond Phillips is actually on the top of that post. I've just seen that poster for the first time. That's hilarious. Yeah, it it, it is a little bit... It's not quite there, is it? Let's be honest. Lou Diamond Phillips. I, I, I'm, I'm actually now curious as to what the fuck Lou Diamond Phillips has done for the past thirty years. I believe he was in season one of Twenty Four. Was he? Well, I, 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 I'm looking over what he's done. But so uh, was Dennis like, Hopper. That's crazy like that Dennis Hopper was the big bad in season one of Twenty Four. Yeah, he was one eh? I literally, I recognise literally none of the things that he's been in. Mm. Um, Cougar Town. He played himself in Cougar Town. He was in Sheer Part Two, which I reckon was the last time he was he was in a movie that was released in an actual cinema. Mm. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, he 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 burned brightly very early, didn't he, and then disappeared. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, Young Guns was a long time ago. <laughs> Lila bambered right off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the other one was The Night Before, uh, the new um, Seth Rogen and that other chap. Um, JGL. Yes, um, and also they brought uh, Anthony Mackie along for the ride this time. Uh, essentially, have you seen the trailer of this? Red yeah, Band? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it... it... <sighs> hmm. I'm usually behind on what these guys do, because usually they're quite amusing. With this one... It looks a little bit. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I there was yeah. there was stuff in there that made me laugh. I will say, I am getting sick of Seth Rogen doing drugs and then. Yeah. Like that, he seems to do that. If he's in an R-rated comedy, he does that in every single one. It, it, yeah, it is a little bit like we do get it, Seth. You like. You like drugs. Yeah, Fair there's enough. nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But 
you know, there, there comes a point. Fucking hell, is Seth Rogen only 33? Really? Shit, Seth Rogen's only like fucking six months older than me. Yeah, that's not right. That's depressing. Well, no, I'd say that's quite heartening for you. Well, it is a little bit for me because fuck, I thought he, was, I thought he must have been pushing far. Yeah. Uh, and and that's 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 no offence, Seth. Yeah, we know you listen. Um, as uh, because you probably sit there with the rock and listen, because uh, we all know he, it's it's his his favourite show. Um, so yeah, yeah, but fuck, yeah, I didn't know he was thirty three. Shit. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't know, neighbor, bad neighbours, neighbours, whatever that's called. He does. Um, there's that's yeah, there's that scene where he's doing Batman voices. This is the end and the interview. Both had montages where he, where he's doing a load of drugs. It, it, yeah, I, it just, it is a bit, right, fine. And it looks like there's going to be quite a bit of that in this. Yeah, the, 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 I thought it would be like a little snap snippet in, in the middle, but then the trailer does do a lot more of it and a lot more of it and a lot more of it. It's like, this is going to be like the middle of the film, isn't it? Mm, mm. The, the middle part of this film is going to be drug craze Rogan. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I remember a few years back, I went to see Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas in the cinema and it genuinely kind of got me in the mood for Christmas. And I thought it was fun. You know, if this does that in the cinema, boom. Yeah. I'll take it. You know, and it's directed by Jonathan Levine. I mean, like, he's got a decent enough track record, so. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not one we're super hyped for, is it? But, you know. No, um, no but, but it, it might be really... Um... No, it might be really funny. You never know. Who knows? Okay. Um, and that was it for you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you catch anything? Yeah, I'm a little bit mindful of time, actually. So, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, the new Michael Bay film. Oh, yeah, I did see that as well, I think. Yeah. Um, it looks like a Michael Bay film. It looks like Michael yeah. Bay does Black Hawk Down. It does, yeah. Um, yes. You know. But James Bysdale's in it, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's out in January, there might not be an awful lot out in January, we'll see. It could be one I'd go to the cinema for, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I kind of, I do, I, I'm a little bit, I was kind of thinking while watching the trailer, oh, this is good, they're not, like, they're not going after the kind of, like, America, America thing. And then there's a line towards the end where it's like, we're talking about 36 American lives. Yeah. It's like, oh, there it is. All right, then. It's like a comfortable <laughs> pair of shoes, you know. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we will see. Um, yeah, so there's, there's that. I mean, what do you think? Um, it's very dark, wasn't it? Just, I don't know, it, it, the trailer didn't give me enough of what the fuck was actually going on to actually start to care about it. Yeah, I don't know, it just, it, for a Michael Bay movie, which, yes, it, it's not one of his franchise movies, it's one of his little pet projects, but it did seem a little bit subdued in its in-your-faceness. Um, you know, I expected a little bit more... The thing is... It's going to be less subdued in its slow motion, American flag waving, slow motion, the guys on the mission walking along and like being all beaten down and sweaty and like mm. kind of, you know, like, <laughs> music in the background, you know, it's, um, I, 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 I don't know. This is, I, I don't know. 
That's it. I, I still don't know what to think of it. At first, I, I, I didn't know that, that he was doing that, to be honest. And at first, when he said, from director Michael Bay, I thought, oh, he must just be producing it. I wonder who's directing. Mm. Oh, him. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is It's totally one of those, right, Paramount, do you want me to do the next Transformers? Yeah, all right, give me $80 million, let me do this. Yeah, all right, yeah. cheers, see you, in, see you in a year. You know, um, <laughs> and I mean, fair, fair play, you know, I, I hope he's got the right intentions, we'll see. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and our, the teaser for Zoolander 2. I haven't seen that. Funny enough, there's no actual footage. Oh. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all right. It's fine. Um, and Room, the new film from Lenny Abrahamson. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, th- it looks interesting. It's like two women, like, it looks like they've been kidnapped. It's not really kind of revealed and they're trapped in a room and then they escape and it's, looks like it's basically well two women i say it's a woman a woman and a girl and then it's about it seems to be about the woman helping the girl kind of acclimatize to life outside of the room um mm. so i mean it does it, it looks interesting um yeah so there's that uh that's it so brian de palmer time yeah right um do you know what if i if i put trailers in Frankly, it just means this show's probably going to be up days later. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually kind of slightly thinking whether, just, just for the sake of editing, whether it might be worth just not putting in trailers, not putting in music, just doing one long audio file. <laughs> I, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Trailers are often the bit that is the pain in the ass. The music bit's quite easy uh, for, for me, but the trailers can be a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes. Right. I'm going to, yeah, all right, fuck it. No more trailers. Yeah. If, if, if Guys, if you want trailers back and they mean that much to you, messages and we'll put them back in. I... But for, frankly, to, to be honest, often when a trailer comes on um, and I'm listening to a podcast, I fucking skip it yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm happy to put my little like movie quote in that I do at the beginning in the music. That's that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll stick to that. So we're going to stop doing trailers, which kind of makes it easier for us to edit. Yeah, I mean, literally, I actually think it would probably get me to put up the show at least a day earlier because I wouldn't be thinking, right, I've got to allot a good chunk of time to actually edit this fucker. Yeah, I edited the the last episode um, on Saturday, and when I went to uh, hit uh, to, to to save it and to export it, um, the audacity crashed completely oh, and lost it. And I was like, brutal. "You motherfuckers!" Let's do it all over again. I was not a happy bunny. <laughs> oh, no, I bet. Um, yeah. Fuck. Um, so I mean, like, literally, I think I'll probably have this one out like Tuesday. So. I think it'd be worth it, hopefully. Um, hopefully Tuesday. Hopefully worth it. Um, yes. Right, I'm going to stop babbling. 1996 is Mission Impossible. It's directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, written by David Coep and Robert Town, I think. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, you've got Tom Cruise, obviously. You've got John Voight, Emmanuel Biat, uh, Emilio Estavez. Um, mm. uh, I always forget he's in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's barely in yeah. it before he gets crushed. Ving Rhames, uh, Jean Reno, uh, um, who the fuck else? 
Henry Cerny as the guy who's after him. Um, oh, Vanessa Redgrave's in it. Yes, yeah, as she is. Max. Um, so yeah, Mission Impossible. Um, it's still pretty fucking great. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It, it, it really is. It, it's you know a few of the uh, the action set pieces. Um, there's points where they look a little bit rough around the edges, and, it, and, it, and it's it's strange looking at, uh, at Cruise there. Um, it almost feels like a different Tom Cruise uh, from Mission Impossible Two and onwards. Uh, you know, it, he was it was it was kind of. You know, he'd, he'd had, you know, Days of Thunder and, and, and Top Gun. Um, but then I think this was like maybe the thing that kind of announced this new era of Tom Cruise-ness, if you get what I mean. Yeah, the, the you know, this, era this era where, this, yeah. yeah, where he had, he had 10 years, you know, where he was, you know, the biggest movie star on, on the planet. And this was kind of like the, I don't know, this lit the fuse, as to say, uh, for, for all of that. That was terrible, that, yeah. Um, you know, and it created a, a, a great character. Uh, it is strange. The character does seem slightly different in this from the other four, ever so slightly different. Uh, but then again, I suppose what you could look at there is this is him very much at the start of his career, whereas we get to see his progression throughout his career as he as he gets older. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, 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 it's still great. What's wonderful is it, it's a Brian De Palma movie. I mean, it absolutely is a De Palma movie. I mean, this is the interesting thing that... Um... Uh, Cruz always used to say about the the franchise how for the first three of them it's like a director just doing his take on a Mission Impossible film. Absolutely, and I I I I, I would agree with that. I think for all of them, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. We'll get we'll get to that then. I mean, I, mm. I mean, yeah. With this, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff involving like multiple screens. Yeah. And a, a lot of kind of subterfuge and people not actually saying what they mean. And there's that the the one sequence towards the end where John Voigt um John Voigt sat down with him at the, the train station and he's explaining like he's doing his fake explanation, but what yeah. you're seeing is actually Tom Cruise figuring out actually what did happen while Voigt's yeah. like basically lying. And it's like it's almost like if you're not getting it, like you're like, why is he saying that? But that's happening, and like I think that's quite that's quite clever. It's quite ballsy of the part of that because the film itself, the plot is actually quite confusing, and actually yeah. not just because there's loads of stuff, you know, I, I like Mission. I mean, we'll get to in Mission Impossible too, but there's a lot of stuff in Mission Impossible too. Whereas here, it's it's quite. Like, once you actually plot it out, it is a fairly easy through line. But there's stuff that throws you through it. And I, I, I really enjoy that. And the, um, I mean, the climax as well, which I think the, um, not many of the other films really do. It's a mix of the quieter stuff with the more bombastic stuff. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 you know, I really, really like the third act of this one, which I can't, I can't say for every single one of these films. Um, I, I, it just, yeah, it's none more De Palma, and what I mean, you, you saying about Cruise as well, like the start of his career, it is the only one where it actually feels like he's just another part of the team. Yeah, like if, yeah, like if if Emilio Estevez survived 
the initial act, he his character would have gone on to do all this stuff, you know, yeah. or, or Christian Scott Thomas, you know. Um, and it's weird that Christian Scott Thomas is in, in, in this as well, like literally for 15 minutes and then she's gone. It's almost like they were casting recognisable people at the time that you'd almost expect to be revealed to not be dead. Yeah, which which does seem like that's what they did. And, you know, like you say, Kestin Mila Estevez in that role now, you could expect him to last five minutes. But this was, you know, mid-90s Mila Estevez. You know, he was still a very recognisable face uh, at this point. And like you say, also when Kristen Scott Thomas, you know, disappears for that. Um, it, it, it's, it, does, it did seem like they... Like they did get stopped recognizing face because people didn't think that they that they disappear so quickly, uh, which is clever in the, in the way that the film does it. It works really really well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean it's that. I mean that opening fifteen twenty minutes or so in, in particular, I just think is is fantastic. I mean the, the pre-opening titles bit is it's kind of just there for the one face like mask reveal. Yeah. Um, even though I do like how that kind of sets up an aspect of like anybody could be anybody, even though yeah. it is slightly undercut by the fact that in this first one, it's a lot of Tom Cruise in makeup like that yeah. bit where it cuts to the senator on screen and uh, on television. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, that's Tom Cruise. Like what? We- it, they must have intentionally made it look like Tom no, Cruise. No, no, I don't think they intentionally did. I think it was just you could only make up Tom Cruise to look like someone else so much. Yeah, fair enough, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, well, yeah, it's Tom Cruise just doing an accent with makeup on. Like, what? And it's like, is he supposed to be that person there? Yeah, yes, that's a good point, that. You know, like, it, what is this like a really long lead kind of thing? Or, you know, it just, it's, it's a long game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, no, it's not. The senator just looks like Tom Cruise with makeup on it. So, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it is what it... And to be fair, it's an awful lot more grounded than what is to come. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. so th- th- yes. there is that. I mean, in some of the later films, they do kind of go out their way to show the masks being made and you know like Mission Impossible 3 it's got that one bit with like the Philip Seymour Hoffman being forced to read those words and it's like that's quite mm. clever um, and I, I, I like that at least they, they try and do that you know if like yeah. Stephen Moffat did it it'd be like well here's a bullshit explanation and then oh but that can't be real can it <laughs> oh I'm so clever poking fun at this <laughs> and then moving yeah. on you know like he does with every single episode of Sherlock um, but um, it it just it remains uh, the first one remains a really classy, most of the time understated thriller, and I mean the, uh, sorry the main set piece the main 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 set piece in the film there's barely any music there's fuck all people on 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 camera. A sort of Palmer, isn't it? And yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It, it and it, it does you are. It is. It does catch your breath, you know. Still now, and I've seen Mission Impossible you know, four or five times. But it, it, it's great to watch a movie where you know that this is. And I think the Mission Impossible movies do tend to do this quite well. Actually, is that this story is this story? Everything's going to get wrapped up because essentially they're showing you this mission. Yeah, 
uh, and it, it, it works really, really well with, with that, you know. And the, you know, this was the age before franchisable properties uh, were there. Uh, you might even say that this helped sort of kickstart the the franchisathon that we that we that were in the midst of at the moment. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I mean, that's the, I think it says something to the power of Cruz that you know he obviously has approval on a lot of this stuff, and I, I it <laughs> seems like that's an intention of his. I mean. Um, Rogue Nation like takes cues from Ghost Protocol in particular, but yeah. it's not beholden to it. No, no, I, I, absolutely. You could quite easily um, watch any of the Mission Impossible movies. For instance, you could watch Ghost Protocol or Mission Impossible Three, and having never seen another Mission Impossible movie, and you wouldn't. There's nothing really that you would miss. There's no referencing back to stuff. The only one maybe is there's the Mission Impossible three to four. Yeah, maybe, yeah you might be with a the white bit, stuff. When Michelle Monaghan turns up at the end, you might be like, well, "Who the fuck's she?" Yeah, um, that, that's that's about the only kind of link. But the rest of it, it is very much kind of they're they're, they're singularly set upon themselves, actually, which is which is great. Do you know what? I take that back. Because in Mission Impossible four, it does have. That. We're kind of going all over the place, but this is nice. I like this. Um, there's that sequence in Mission Impossible 4 where Jeremy Renner actually says, like, I was, you know, I was assigned to look after him and his, his yeah. wife died. So, actually, if you didn't watch Mission Impossible 3, you could infer from that, that bit of the ending. So, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, the, it, it's, it's, it's great that that, that that is kind of that's how these these films exist as, as separate entities from it and like you, like you said about um cruise saying it is very interesting that in that you know the first movie the first mission probably does feel like a, a, a de Palma movie it's it's got all of that and you know it, it's near 20 years old and it, it, it still held the attention really really well um it's a properly good sort of action spy movie yeah absolutely and i, mean, I it, it was interesting as well. I mean, like the, I remember it being quite controversial at the time. Actually, the um the the way that John Voight, you know, obviously in the TV series, his character is kind of like the big good guy, um mm. in it, and they they just like completely set fire to that here. And I mean, it's it's pretty ballsy as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, 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 it's, it's saying, look, this isn't the TV series. These are going to be the movies. They're going to be different. Mm. Straight away, we're going to fucking throw this at you. Absolutely. And I love that the Frenchman turns out to be a bad guy because he's because he's French. French. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fantastic. And, I mean, Vanessa Redgrave's really interesting casting as well. I mean, she's not on screen much, but I like the way that she doesn't seem particularly villainous and she's very, very courteous and... Yeah, you know, she's got that kind of subtle kind of threat to her. I I, yeah. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman in the third one, but he's very like just all I'm gonna kill you. all the time menacing. Yeah, he he's just I'm gonna kill you, and I won't think twice about it. I'm gonna it. kill you. I'm gonna rape your dog, and I'm gonna ra- yeah. I'm gonna rape your dog in front of your corpse, and then yeah. I'm gonna wank off your dog, and then your dog's gonna jizz on your corpse. Yeah, and then and then I'm, I'm going to kill your dog by sticking its head up your ass and making it suffocate. Yeah, and then I'm going to piss on you. And then I'm going to fuck your dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you can. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a weekend. Yeah, it? yeah. That, I mean, it probably was a weekend for Philip Seymour. Probably was. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, but um, sorry, that was that's probably pushing. Anyway, we, we, we were both right. thinking it. We were both thinking yeah, it. You yeah, just yeah. got there first. It does the look of a dog fucker. Um, I'm sure that's not how he died. No. Maybe they, maybe his people were just like, 
we're going to need, like, drugs. All these dogs out of here. Yeah, yeah, we need all these dogs out of here. We've got to fake this drug overdose. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be, like, yes, I mean, it, it's believable for him. You know, he, he yeah. had a, you know, he used to have a problem. We can, we can sell it like this. And it's less embarrassing than he fucked dogs until he died. Dog, dog fuck Molly, yes. Yeah. How many listeners do you think we've lost? A few, yeah. How liable is this? Well, no, I mean, like, we're not... I'm, we're, we're hypothesising. We're hypothesising. So, so, so this, isn't the, this isn't the David Cameron's threesome all over again. No, 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 no. No, let's not even go there. That's a lost bit of history. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Um, how do we get on to Philip Seymour? Oh, yeah, Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave hasn't fucked any dogs. No, no, I hope no, she doesn't no. sue us for libel for saying she hasn't fucked any dogs. I, well, I fucking hope well, she doesn't. Well, you know, I'm a noted dog, dog fucker. <laughs> but, do you know what? Fuck it, I hope she does. Uh, fair enough. I will, I will happily go to that libel case. Uh, yeah, there's... All right, that's the question. Would you happily, like, pay Vanessa Redgrave, like, say, 50 grand... In, like in a libel suit where she contends that she does actually fuck dogs just so you could have it out there revealed that Vanessa Redgrave fucks dogs. I'd be tempted, yeah. Yeah, all right. I wouldn't. I, I, I'd be tempted because I, 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 I bet you we'd get on this morning for that or whatever this morning is nowadays. I think it's this morning. I mean, I mean they go, how do you know? We go, oh, we just, we just know. We just knew. We saw it. I don't know. <laughs> We just randomly came across it. A friend of ours went on this morning once. I was I was on this morning uh, in the uh, mid nineties. Really? Uh, doing karate. Were you really? I Were really, you really was. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I was. Is that, in your, twice. Is that on YouTube? Two. I've done it. Two days running. Uh, once in the Corn Exchange in Leeds, uh, and then the second day um, at the Royal Armouries in Leeds. This morning, karate. Yeah, um, I was doing the, uh, the actually on uh, the Corn Exchange one, the first one, I was doing the splits talking to a woman. ITV, God, I've got to filter this a bit. <laughs> no. Weirdly, I type in this morning karate ITV. Yeah. The third result is sexy Ed Miliband on ITV's this morning. <laughs> of course. Jesus Christ. Anyway. That's what, that's what, that, that, that was one of my most powerful tangents. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it kind of seems like we might be done with the first Mission Impossible. I think, I think we might do, yeah. Because the, the, there may be more to talk about with the next one. Oh man, you can tell I've oh, had a few beers not. today, can't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> definitely not shit. Oh, definitely not really, shit. Really, really fucking solid. Really solid. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, nobody fucks any dogs. No. no nobody no. mentioned on this podcast do we actually think of fuck dogs. Ving Rames might have. Ving Rames might have. He did have that, that kind of thing with the dog fighting and everything like that. Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> um, what year was this then? 2000. 2000, yeah. Um, look at that poster. Um, <laughs> directed by John Woo. I mean, the poster... Oh, it really is directed by John yeah, Woo, isn't yeah. it? I mean, the, the poster tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Tom Cruise with a scar on his face. I don't remember him getting a scar on his face. but It gets cut at the end of this oh, film. Oh, fair enough. 
with fire in the background, and in the fire there's like a silhouette of a dove. Oh, fuck, there is! Oh, yes, yes. You, do you know what? You summed this movie up perfectly on, on, on WhatsApp to me. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? This, yeah. right, this is Tom Cruise having a midlife crisis on screen. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Right, because, like, yes, he, uh, he does all his action, th- his own stunts, Rogue Nation's being sold on, this is all real, and, and, and all that stuff. This one, he's, th- he's doing a lot of his own work, I'm sure, you know, but it yeah. seems like he's really, really concentrating on being made to look cool. Yes. Everything it... is centred around Tom Cruise looking cool in this film. Yeah. But, but then again, but... He fucking really does look fucking cool I mean, he does, a lot in this movie. He does, he does, he does. But like, there is stuff about that that bothers me. Like, literally, I think I said this on WhatsApp as well. There is not one moment in this film where he, like, during the action sequences, where he ever looks concerned. It, there's there's one flicker when. Um, Tandy Newton uh, first rams in with the car and he kind of like he, he shuffles a little bit on the steering wheel but beyond that no he looks effortless throughout the rest of but, it but that the purpose of that I think is because it's to show shit she means business and yes, it's because absolutely. it's Tandy Newton who you know is yeah. a good guy in this film you know if if Dugray Scott did that he wouldn't do that he'd just be like oh, oh, no absolutely not you know and the, so fair enough then but the, the rest of the time literally He's just like, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, look, I'm, I fucking look cool, don't I? I I'm yeah. on, I'm on a, I'm on a fucking motorbike. There's explosions behind me. I'm just looking straight on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm walking through a party and there's people flamenco dancing and it's all in slow, slow, slow motion with like the cuts between him looking at Tandy Newton and Tandy Newton looking at him, and you know, yeah. it's just. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 so John Wooey. Yeah, no, it is. And the thing is, like the 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 action is, it's I mean it's pretty solid in in all yeah. fairness. Yeah, I didn't hate this as much as I remember as I remember not liking it. I remember. No, I I, I didn't hate. I it, remember no. really, really not liking this. Really not liking this, and. Watching it now, it's not a good film. No. But it's it's, it's pretty watchable. The the thing is, I just I really the first forty minutes or so is basically him being given a mission and then him tracking down Tandy Newton and them kind of falling for each other and you know that stuff is absolute bobbins. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's shit. The them having the the car chase thing is is just uh, just awful. And when they they're, they're doing the car ballet and it's cutting between yeah. the two looking at each other, uh, it's just oh my god, what is this? Yeah. And all I'm thinking throughout is Tom, she's too young for you. Tandy, eat a fucking sandwich and stop looking uh, so smug. Her arms... She's incredibly smug, isn't she? Oh, my God. Like, oh, she... Yeah, even, she's painfully smug. Even when she's, like, pretty much on death's door, she mm. looks smug as shit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm dying and you're not. 
Bet you wish you <laughs> yeah. were dying, eh? Yeah. Bet, bet you wish you were a martyr. Yeah, I, I, yeah exactly. It just, it's... I, yeah. I, 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 the thing is, my my impression of Tandy Newton has been completely coloured by this film. Mm. Like, whenever I see Tandy Newton in anything else, and if I want to get bitchy, she hasn't been in an awful lot else. Uh, um, to be honest, whenever I see her in anything, she always comes across as being quite smug. Uh, yeah, I just... I, she's not very good. She doesn't have a lot no, of chemistry with Tom Cruise. I mean, it doesn't help that they... This is kind of a necessity in films that people have to fall in love quite quickly on screen. They literally fall in love with each other in about five minutes here. Yes. I, it, it, it's so quick. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 embarrassing. It, I, I, and it just... Just no, no. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the, the thing is, I mean, some of the other stuff around it is actually all right. Do Grey Scott, I actually think, is a pretty good bad guy. He's... He's men. Well, he's not menacing as such, but he means what he's fucking doing. Yeah, he he, he plays bastard quite well. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the way that the Robert Town has essentially tr- has essentially just gone through and gone. What do British people say? And instead of like find out what insults British people would use, he's just gone. Oh, they say this, don't they? And this and this, and it, it's just. It doesn't work a lot of the time. No, even though I like that. And it's the same for the Tandy Newton uh, character as well. Yeah, no, oh, God. How many times does she say bloke in this film? Yes. Yeah. I like... And it's... I, I, do you know I've never used the word bloke in my life other than that when I've just said it then. Yeah. And I've never heard anyone use the word bloke in actual reality. Yeah, no, it's I, I just... Yeah, no. And, I mean... Oh, fuck. Uh, that bit... <laughs> Where Dougray Scott is, um, he's kind of torturing his, um, his right hand man. Mm. And, um, it, like the whole thing is about, yeah, you're right. She, she's obviously, you know, she's obviously not, not with us, but I'm gagging for it. And it's yes. like, what? <laughs> you're just like cut off your, your right hand man's finger or like top of his finger for saying something you know. Yeah. And, like, so why? It's big, 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 because you're a bit horny. I can buy it, yeah. It's like, alright, we both know I'm horny. We both know I just want to do Tandy Newton, and she's obviously a- against us, but I'm going to do her anyway. Why does he have to cut off top the top of his finger? <laughs> just to be a bastard. I just... It's either that. Or they wrote themselves into a corner later on with the film where it's just like, well, how's Dougray Scott going to know that that's not actually his henchman, it's Tom Cruise? Oh, he needs to have some sort of distinguishing mark. Oh, I know, the bandage on his finger. Yeah. It's almost like they wrote themselves into a corner so they just shoved that scene in. Because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, wow, you're a real dick to your mate. I, I, th- I think that could be it, is the fact that he is just a prick, which kind of does make you wonder, how did he get past any of the psychological profiling to there become... You go. Um, yeah, all right. What is it? Because he's clearly insane. How long has he been a rogue agent for? Because Anthony Hopkins doesn't seem to know anything about the fact that he's involved, does he? No, he doesn't seem to yeah, know. like, Tom Cruise has to find that out. So it's like... Oh, no, no, do you know what? No, he does, because the reason why he wants Tandy Newton involved is because then she can get to uh, Dougray Scott. 
Just yeah. like Tom Cruise yes, says, oh, yeah. you know, I thought you wanted her for her thieving skills. It's like, well, no, for her other skills. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, by the way, um, what what's he doing here? Collecting money, it would seem. You know, I, I do remember jumping straight forward. Uh, there've been a big kind of hoo-ha over the fact that he's in this for not a long time. Mm. Um, I don't even think I think he ended up being uncredited, but he got something like two million quid for it, or something stupid like that. And also, I will say, I'm very bothered by the line. This isn't mission uh, mission difficult, Mister Hunt. This is mission impossible. Right? Mm. No, this the situation you're in now is not mission impossible. You're part of the Impossible Mission Force. Yeah. When do you ever say this is part of Mission Impossible? Uh, Mission Impossible. You don't. You do that because it's a line for the trailer. But it doesn't make any sense in your film. Stop it, Hopkins. Yes. Yes. I absolutely agree. That bothers me as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I don't know. The action is all right. I only, I mean, there's some gunfire and stuff, which isn't great. But the, the I like, that, I quite like how epic the end is. Like, it does, it's, that's a long fight scene. It, keep, it keeps going. A really long fight but scene. But also like the motorcycling as well, and it just the motorcycle scene's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, just the fact that they basically chuck motorcycles at each other and then the motorcycles blow up. I just, <laughs> why not? I mean, by that time, I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. Why not? That's fine. That, that, that's it. There's a point in this movie where you've got to go, ah, do you know what? Yeah, do it. You know, I mean, it's like with the cut, the, like the, 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 the mask unveiling. and. Uh, that, that gets a little bit silly. I've got to say, one. right, I think I might have mentioned this on WhatsApp as well, but yeah. there, there is a scene where Tom Cruise is impersonating the Russian scientist. And then the very, very next scene, Dude Grace Scott is impersonating Tom Cruise. And it's just like... And both have ma- mask reveals. Yeah, yeah, and both of them end the scenes with them taking the masks off. It's just like... Wow. <laughs> Write yourself into a corner. I'll oh, just have that person do that. Mask. In mask. Why not? I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing. It does get it does get embarrassing in this one. It really does. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, Brendan Gleeson turns up. Fine. Whatever. It's not particularly interesting. Um, it's quite. Yeah. It is. It is a bit long as well. I mean, it's just cut out the Tandy Newton shit. Just have an action film. It it it, it is the most. Wayward of the the movies. Certainly. It's it's the odd one out. Yeah. The rest of them, Cruise feels more consistent. The team kind of feels a bit more consistent. I mean, the I mean, Vin Rames and Australian man may as well not be there. Yeah. It is just so you go. Oh, it's not the guy from the first one. Mm. Yeah. No, exactly. And I mean, it's interesting with the rest of the films. The team is way more of an aspect you yeah know. yeah there's more of a team this this is this is just ethan and guests yeah exactly but this is tom cruise i want to do everything pretty much by myself unless we're written into a corner because i'm tom cruise and i'm having a middle life midlife crisis 
My... I even want to do some stuff with the bad guys doing because he's going to be wearing a mask as me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I could be, I could be a bad guy and still be a good guy technically. So yeah, let's do that as well. My marriage to Nicole Kidman's looking a bit shaky, but I'm going to get divorced. But I don't want people saying, oh, maybe he's actually gay. So I'll oh, fuck Andy Newton, please. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's basically it. You know, um, so I'm I'm touching cloth. I'm I'm touching cloth because it, it's definitely not shit. It's it's definitely not definitely not shit. It's not shit because I actually enjoyed it to an extent. Yeah. So it can't be shit. Yeah, I I enjoy how silly it gets, and I yeah. do I do enjoy the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah. So you know, or twenty five minutes or whatever it is. So that there is that. Didn't 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 not like it as much as I thought I, I did. So uh, there we go. Right, moving on. Yep. 2006's Mission Impossible 3, directed by J.J. Abrams, starring uh, Cruz, uh, the aforementioned Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jonathan Reese myers uh, Maggie Q. Um, I think Rame's in this one? Yeah, 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 no, totally he is, sorry. Um, yeah, of course he is. Um, who else? Kerry Russell, oh, Lawrence Fishburne, Billy Crudup, uh, Michelle Monaghan. Um, yes. And, yeah, Mark, start us off. Um, it's it's the darkest of the uh, of the, the the Mission Impossible movies, I'd say. Um, it's the really? one with the least moments. I think it's got the least moments of levity uh, of a lot of them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I do. I think it's got the the. It's it's the one that I think has has, has the least amount of kind of just I don't know. I think Levity, yeah, is the best way, best way I can think of for it. Um, it's it's interesting the fact that they've taken him down the route of giving him a, you know, or oh, he's got a wife and he, he's kind of trying to move away from the life and everything like that, and they bring him back in and, you know, but he's still able to do everything. Um, it's an interesting angle to go down. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman um, plays a very good bad guy. I think Cruz is also very good in it. The action set pieces are great. I love the fact that we get an action set piece uh, that happens off screen as well, which is very interesting because you expect to see most of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that they're chasing an invisible thing. Um, You know, nobody knows what it is or what it does or what's happening with it. Uh, That's... That's also interesting. Um, I I really quite enjoy uh, Mission Impossible Three, to be honest. I think it's, it's it's a little bit too long. It should be polished up to be under two hours, but you know it's only just over two hours, uh, and it zips along quite quite nicely. I I, I really quite enjoy Mission Impossible. 3. Yeah, I mean I I like it as well. I do have I do have problems with it. I mean I I think that Seymour Hoffman is very good. He's very I think he's very one note, but the one note that he plays is very good, and he's not in it that much. So they yeah. use him quite sparingly, and when they do use him, he's actually pretty effective. Um, I mean, the the end of the bit where it like Ethan nearly chucks him out of the airplane, and he's just like, not, like, blah, 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 Ethan, and yeah. it's like the and look it, on Cruz's face. Then, yeah, it, it, I mean, because he knows he's got him there. Yeah, it's just like right after all of that, he's he's might still have the upper hand. I like that. That's good. Um, Michael Giacchino's score here, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I, I've seen Mission Impossible 3 a, a few times, and I, I watched it actually not too long ago. Um, 
I watched it about maybe it was this year at some point uh, because I just happened to flick on Sky and have one of those things you know where you have a movie that's sort of ten minutes into. Sure. It, we weren't even 10 minutes into it. It was actually, it was at the point of, you know, where Tom Cruise um, is lip reading Michelle Monaghan and, and her friends oh, and yeah, then pops around and says there. It's like five minutes into it. And I thought, okay, yeah, I'm just about to sit down at my dinner. Becky's out. You know, yeah, I, I, I can quite easily watch Mission Impossible 3 tonight. And it was one of those that I did. Um, but then you mentioned the score and I, I really noticed it this time. It's like, Oh yeah, it is a little bit on the nose at points, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very very um, lost. Like it's a lot of kind of percussion and horns during action sequences, and then kind of like tinkly piano, and it's it's mm. the quieter moments with the tinkly piano. And there's that there's a theme at the end of this film that he actually repeats in Ghost Protocol. And that may as well just be an end montage of Lost, of an episode of Lost. I mean, it's, but I mean, I, I think he kind of goes a bit too full bore during the action sequences, and then a bit too sentimental uh, 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 during the quieter stuff. And Gino, I, mean, I I think he's gotten a lot better. Um, I mean, like I, I rewatched up a couple of weeks back, and the score for that is blinding. Did he win the uh, best? Scarf four, but the Academy Awards. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm a, it's a, frankly, yeah, he's won one Oscar. What was that for? Yeah, up. Oh, was it up? Yeah, I thought he won it for yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, that, like, there's, there's, the, there's a one theme in Up that I, I have in my head every now and then, and I completely forgot that it was from Up, and then I watched it. It was like, shit, that's where I know that from. It's like a theme. It's like. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, it's just like that. It pops up in my head every now and then. And I literally, I'd only it's, seen it up once before. You see, I, I, I have one of those themes that pops into my head, like, almost on a daily fucking basis. And sadly, it, it, it's nothing as, as kind of successful or anything as up. It is literally the theme from Inspector Gadget comes into my head at least once well, a day. <laughs> and I find myself going... Just wandering, like, wandering from like the living rooms, the bathroom, going. Shit! Do that again. It happens all the time. Nice. That and the Pina Colada song. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, that fucking drives me mad. But I will sing it two, three times a day. Usually at the cats. Just at the cats. Yeah, just at the cats. And I don't know the words, so I just make them up. Nice. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, the, I, I think it's quite. It's a bit televisual in its look as well. Um, it the kind of the cinematography. It it kind of. Was this his first film after Alias had been really successful? Or already made. Yeah, well? no, it was his first feature. Yeah, and was it? Yeah, oh, you can maybe you can you can see that it does feel quite accomplished in the way it's quite confident. I would say. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a Mission Impossible movie, I suppose. So it, it's it, you know it's got a, a kind of a built-in confidence, I suppose. Well, yeah, no, quite. I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was interesting because obviously it was around about the time with the the couch jumping. Yeah. So it was the, it, it was around the time where, where people randomly turned against Tom Cruise. I still don't really. I think I think people were incredibly harsh on what 
doesn't seem like that bad a guy, like, really. Yeah, no, I mean, it... uh, from from knowing somebody who who worked very briefly with Tom Cruise um, for like two weeks and didn't have a bad word to say about him, said he was one of the ridiculous, ridiculously nice people they'd ever met. I mean, I, I mean, it, 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 and also, I mean, it's one of the ones that didn't make all that like that much money in the US specifically. It did 144 yeah. million, which for this is not that. This kind of film is not that great. I mean, the the the, the, Nick. the new one, yeah. the new one's done about fifty six million in its opening three days. Yeah. You know, so um, it did three hundred and ninety five million worldwide. Yes, which isn't you know, which when you work out that this is what ten years after the first one, and the first one did more than that. Yeah. You know, you know, we have an age of blockbuster now where you know. That where that amount of money, you know, 400 million could almost constitute as a failure for a box office movie. You know, and when you look back in 1996, I think it made, did it make just over 150 million, yeah. I think, the first one, which is insane in 1996 money. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I, 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 I don't know, when I say televisual, I just like, the, the kind of the, the relationship and the him having the backstory with like the, the girl being his, like the first agent he yeah approved and that kind of thing it that feels like television plotting to me i could i could see that like like almost as if that was going to be like a spin-off yeah 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 no yes yeah they they did talk about that at one point mission impossible didn't Mm -hmm. they of having of having a spin-off series that would be on tv and that would follow certain recruits and every few years they'd have a mission with hunt no, exactly, and I mean, you could almost kind of see like Jonathan Rhys Meyers and Maggie Hugh being part of these the ensemble cast. Exactly, yeah. I mean that that I mean, that's the thing. It's got the, the the kind of the least connected kind of in terms of the way that that stuff works. Like Lawrence Fishburne's the head of the IMF. Never see him again. Yeah. Billy Crudup's in there. You've never seen him before. You never see him again. Jonathan Rhys Meyers and Maggie Hugh. You never see them again. I mean, yeah, Bing Rames is there, but. The, it feels weirdly isolated. In it, it was almost like they were trying to reboot a franchise, yeah, so, a franchise yeah. without actually, you know, rebooting a franchise. Like they went, all right, Tom, we made a lot of mistakes with two, mainly you, you, <laughs> but we like you because you sell tickets mm. and you're Tom Cruise and you're Ethan Hunt. So can we do it like that, but maybe do it a little bit not like that? was yeah i mean and i mean like my my no exactly i mean my my last complaint with it though i mean it just the rabbit's foot i'm not a massive fan i'm not a massive fan of the yeah well we're not actually going to tell you what it is i i know you said you were it it i i do like that yeah to me it feels like oh aren't we being so clever and just just what it feels like to me we don't know what it is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like, well, if you don't know what it is, is that not the, unless you're being deliberate, which you are, is that not the sign of a poor screenplay? But if you are being deliberate, I'm not interested in the idea. I would, I don't know, I'd rather have Chimera. Well, I wouldn't rather have Chimera, but I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, like, have just, yeah, just that instead of, I mean, I kind of like the like the Benji scene where he's talking about it, like he had a professor said something about the, what did he say? Yeah. The, uh, the anti-god. The anti-god, that's it. Yeah. But it's like, all right, so we got that. So 
Are we supposed to assume that this is the anti-god, and if we're not supposed to assume that, then why have we got that speech in here in the first place, then? Oh, because, yeah. because you're being clever. All right, then, fine, have a biscuit. You know, it just... I it, that, that bothers me. Um, it would have been... I don't know. It would have been quite fun if the rabbit's foot turned out to just be something completely... Oh, rabbit's foot. Well, that, that would be good. I do like the, the reference to that in um, Rogue Nation. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I really did like that. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, 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 I also, I, I do quite like the third act in a way. Um, I like that the main stunt in the third act is watching Tom Cruise run quite a long distance very quickly. Yeah, like that. That literally is the watch Tom Cruise do something crazy in this film. It's like he runs about three quarters of a mile really fucking quick. Yeah, I, 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 that's I love that scene. I kind of wish that was guerrilla filmmaking. It was just Tom Cruise pelting through. It is the, the whole the, the skyscraper jump bit is 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 a really really well oh, shot yeah, scene that as well. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that I mean that looks really fucking good. And also the the setup for that where he's looking out and he's just drawing on the window and everything like that. And then Bing Rhames says he's gonna jump. He's like, well, no, you bounce off. Me. And he basically said, look, and this is all there is to do. Then I like the way that these things just happen like that in these movies. They're really quick. He has an idea and they go with it. Oh yeah. And he he just do, and then he just does something. Stupid. And he just does something insane. I, I, I like that. But I also the fact that from here on in the next three movies, it, 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 you know, when he, when something like that happens, he look, he gets hurt. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, there, there's the one moment as well where he kind of lands in that, um, in that office building and then mm. his parachute goes and he just looks like he just shit himself and then he goes yeah. out. <laughs> you know, it's it, like, I don't know, it's things like that. But I, I, I'll be honest, I think we've got to move on. Yes. Um, so definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Definitely, definitely not shit. Okay, cool. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, directed by Brad Bird. This one stars um, Simon Pegg, uh, Paula Patton, Jeremy Renner, um, Tom Wilkinson for about a minute, uh, yep. Michael Nightvist, um using that hot girl, the Dragon Tattoo trilogy cred to yep. be a really whatever villain. Uh, worst villain of the lot by a fucking mile. Yeah, one note. Like really, really badly one note. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. God. Also, as well, if we're gonna get onto the the real negatives, Paula Patton's fucking. Yeah, awful. Paula Patton's not great. Right. As well. It honestly. It, it when she runs, it looks like somebody's dressed a horse, like Paula Patton, thrown it onto an ice rink and gone run. Nice. She honestly, I've never seen it. it, 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 it it's like it, it, like Brad Bird went right. All you need to do now, Paula, is need you to run from here to over there, and she's gone. What? We need you to run from here to over there. What's what, do what? Run from here to there. What the fuck's run? Like run, walk really fast. You know that thing that you do, that thing that you do, whenever whenever Robin Fit gets horny, sticks around. Yeah, I've never heard of this run thing. Like, oh shit! Well, and then Cruz, obviously Cruz showed how to do it because that's all he fucking does. Um, I mean, that man must go through some fucking treadmills. Um, and then she honestly, it, it, I, I had to start looking away whenever she ran. It was bugging me that much. 
Nice. I yeah. I mean, it's yeah. She's not great, and she doesn't have a lot to her character. And the weird thing is as well, her character's kind of arc is done about halfway through. Yeah, and it's it's she's a terrible agent as yeah, well. She does so much wrong. <laughs> you know, at least with sort of Simon Pegg and Benji, he's a new agent, but he still seems to be pretty good at it. What she seems to do is just get angry at everything. Mm. And then fuck everything up. Right. Do you know that one thing in the IMF you're not supposed to do about making things personal? Yeah. Right? Don't yeah. make it personal. It's personal. Right. I, everything's I'm, personal. I'm telling you, don't make it personal. It's personal. Oh, God, all right. <laughs> chuck her out the window. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, she, she's not great. I mean, Jeremy Renner's pretty underplayed as well. I mean, it was weird that, you know, around this time, there was an awful lot of... Um, you know, oh, is Jeremy Renner going to take over the franchise? You know, is this going to be yeah. the last Tom Cruise one? And it's, well, because there was it, there was a possibility that could yeah, happen. Yeah, but I mean, that. like, you look at this film, and it was like, when the fuck was that ever in consideration? I think it might have been in consideration when they cast him, and then literally when, oh, no, we've managed to sort this out with Cruise now. Oh, we've still paid this guy money to be in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating, because... Like, Jeremy Renner, I mean, with the Nates one as well, I mean, he, get, yeah. he gets less to do in the Nates one than he, do, than he does in this one. And he doesn't yeah, and, get and, and, and he's a proper, with this one. And he's a, you know, he's a proper bona fide star now as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's very, very odd. And I mean, I mean this one, he, he kind of shows some action movie chops. He has a couple of fight scenes. He's got that bit where he's kind of suspended and Simon Pegg's helping him out. So, uh, you know, you, you get that stuff. And then, I don't know, it, it just, it feels like his character's a bit of an, uh, of, of an afterthought, to be fair. And, like, he, even though with the, with the new one, I mean, obviously, he's got, like, his scenes with Alec Baldwin. It kind of feels like, yeah, okay, maybe he could be an admin guy. But it's like, well, is Jeremy Renner really happy being in his films being an admin guy? Yeah. It, it is a. Li- it does feel a little bit like they didn't have enough time with him to rehearse action. Mm, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's an odd one. It's an odd one. Um, but I mean, yeah, Simon Pegg's uh, pretty good in it. Um, I mean, as much as I don't like Simon Pegg the person, you know, fair play to him. He, he is pretty funny in this, and um, he does have a great relief to it. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm the same as you with Peg. I can find him a little bit insufferable in, in, in real life. Um, not I know him in real life or anything like that, but he, he can be a little bit like that. But in this, he, he's thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, the the plot I actually think is one of the worst ones. Like the actually like what they're doing and why they're doing it. it it's very, very whatever. But it's the the individual bits within the scenes that I think really work well. Like the um the early on when they're infiltrating the Kremlin, and they got that screen. That's yes. amazing. That feels like something just lifted out of the TV show as well. Something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, sorry, I keep on saying no, exactly for some reason. I caught myself caught in a loop. Um, and you know the, I mean the the building sequence. They do, they do oh. kind of like, like kind of come their load a little bit with that. Um, it, yeah. It's just right. How are you going to top that? We're not going to. Oh, all right then. Uh, it, it's still really unnerving. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, just like the, the the kind of the long drop down, and again, it's Cruz looking freaked out, and that adds so much when a character in the film realizes how crazy this is. Yeah. Well, it, yes, it is because when when they're saying when he's sort of looking, going. And he, he notices, well, yeah, all right, obviously I've got to do it, but I, I really don't want to do it. I don't have a choice, do I? And then when he's halfway up and one of the gloves goes, and he just sort of looks at it and throws it down, and he's like, there's another glove. There's a great moment where when he falls, um, and he manages to stick himself back on, essentially. And then Renner says, like, 22 minutes to, to, to door knocking. And he's like, that kind of really isn't yeah. helping. He doesn't turn around and go, look, I want a one fucking glove. Will you just guys just fucking give me a minute? He doesn't even mention the fact that he's only on one glove at all. It's just kind of, it's something that happens. Yeah. And it, it's all these things work really well in the character of that a situation happens, and all he does is he reacts to that situation because, well, this might work. Like, when he he can't, the, the rope isn't long enough, so he just goes, I know what I'll do, I'll run along here, swing, and then I'll, I'll jump. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it doesn't work, essentially, because he misses. But he gets caught, and it, it, there's bits like that that work really well with these films. Yeah, no, that's absolutely, and I mean, it's got a good, I mean, it's got a good team dynamic to it as well. Um, it feels like they kind of all do have their part to play. I mean, it is a bit of a shame, you know, after Paula Patton gets her, like, revenge, it's, all right, what's her part now? Oh, she's the hot one. Yeah, she can seduce the Indian playboy. And then that's basically... Oh, my God, you've just reminded me. Sorry? You've just reminded me of the Indian playboy thing. That is fucking horrible, that it's sequence. Not great. And the thing is... He's... he's they, they've gone too creepy with him. He's like, he's, he is like a cartoon character. It, it's it's too much. And th- yeah, I, I agree with that. It, t- it takes you out of it. And it feels like mm. the, the third act of this film I'm not a massive fan of. And that yeah. is overextending things where you do not need it. And you couple Absolutely. that with the, the weirdly, like, what, they're just having a fight in a car plant kind of yeah. thing. Even though I do like the way that Michael Nickvist is like, Right, my my mission's done. I, yeah. You know, I can't. Bye. I'm not going to be able to kill Tom Cruise. All right, see you later. Just drop myself off this thing. Yeah. I quite like that. Um, I I, I I think that's quite interesting. But I do like what Cruise does after that. All right, how am yeah. I going to get down there then? <laughs> Again, it, it's that other bit of, it, of how do I do this, and it's worry about worry about whether I'll survive after yeah. it. I mean, the thing is, with this film, they kind of have to do that because they don't have their gadgets and stuff. Like, I like the yeah. justification for him having to go up the building because it's like, look, I don't have any of my shit. If I had my normal shit, this yeah. would get done, but I don't. So, you know, get up that fucking building, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it works quite well and it, it, it leads it to being a little bit more interesting rather than just... Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm done. Yeah, no worries. And uh, definitely not. It's definitely definitely not shit. shit. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Brad Bird um, brings a good, coherent eye to the action. He makes it look good. Um, But yeah, let's. I've I've got about 18 minutes left, so let's uh, let's get on some. uh, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the main event. So, 
Rogue Nation, uh, directed by Christopher and uh, kind of written basically by Christopher McQuarrie. Um, stars, again, Simon Pegg, Jeremy Renner, Alec Baldwin's in it this time, uh, Sean Harris, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and Vin Rames. I think they're kind of the main players. Yeah. What did you think about Rogue Nation? I'm unsettling because I whisper. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked yeah. it. I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb now and say I think it might be the best of the series. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm. I. I really liked it. Uh, it is made by the fact that um, the female um, performer in this, in uh, Rebecca Ferguson, is fantastic. Um, she manages to do everything that a spy, a spy should. Uh, these are spy movies, so she manages to be hot as fuck, seems as fucking smart as you can get, and then kicks fucking ass whenever she needs to really, really well. Um, she holds her own with everything. Um, Cruz isn't the, uh, you know, isn't the impenetrable force that, you know, that he has been in the other ones. You know, he's, he's starting to get a little bit sort of rough around the edges. Peg's brilliant. Renner's not actually in it that much, let's be honest. Um, the villain still, I don't think, is fantastic, to be honest. Um, but the whole story works really well. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's an age-old told fucking story in these type of spy movies. You know, it, it's a, it's a, a league, legion of rogue spies have come together to, to do bad shit. You don't really know what bad shit. He just wants to be a bit of a, a bit of a twat. But the action's great. It moves along at a great pace. I think Christopher McQuarrie is a really fucking good director. Uh, and as well, he, he's a really good writer as well. Um, so the script feels, feels good. You know, it, it, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I mean, I think it kind of feels like Sean Harris. Um, I, I kind of wonder whether they, they might have him back. Like whether well, like because he doesn't die, does he? No, he does. He just gets put in like a he gets put in a, a display case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder whether he might come back and like the next one might be like personal. You know. Yeah, you, you, maybe you'd you'd really hope not. Like though, Jeremy you? Renner gets killed off in the first fifteen minutes, and then it's all <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, I thought Sean Harris was all right. I liked the fact that it's like he doesn't look as psychotic as Sean Harris usually does, and I think there was a point to that. You know. Yeah, he looked a little bit like Curly Watts, which American listeners you yes, will yes, not know what I'm talking about. Right. But Curly Curly Watts uh, was was a uh, was a, a character from a um, well a TV show that's still running called Coronation Street. Uh, but he was a character, a very popular character in that TV show in the uh, early and mid nineties. But Sean Harris does look quite a lot like him. And it is, it, that's not a, that's not a compliment. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, no, quite. I mean, I mean, his whispering's kind of like, yeah, I'm being e- evil because I'm whispering. And I yeah. would have liked to, him to have said, I like, I love rocks at some point. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> Every time he says anything, no, no, I just hear, I, I love like rocks. rocks. You know, I just, oh my God, I like rocks. Um, yeah. So that, but yeah, I mean, my my one complaint about the film, if I have a complaint. I wish they would have made Rebecca Ferguson's character's true intentions more, un- uh, like, hmm, what's what's going on here then? 
Um, you know, it's very yeah. obvious early on that she is a good guy. And even though there might be some weird kind of things going on with her, she's ultimately going to be a good guy. You just, you know it. And I, I, you know, I really, really liked her. I thought she had a suaveness. She had an edginess. She obviously looked like she could kick some ass. She had personality. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of chemistry with Cruz. But... No, no, I didn't have, I didn't have an awful lot of chemistry with, 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 with Cruz, but I, I, to be honest, I'd watch an entire spin-off movie of her just kicking people yeah, out. Yeah, no, totally. You know, I mean, it's, it, it just, it, it, that is what it is. I'll be honest, I think, it, for me, I just think Cruz is getting too old to have realistic chemistry with women that were that much younger than him. Yeah, I mean, what, God, I mean, how old is Rebecca Ferguson in comparison to Cruz? Cruz is what, 50, early 50s? 53, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, and, and, like, early 30s. 31. 31. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so literally, he, he, he could be, he could be a grandfather to her children. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that, that, yeah, I mean, I think that's a problem. I like the way that the two of them, I don't think they play up the sexual thing too much. Like, at yeah. the end of it, they're, they're like, you know, yeah, you could if you wanted to, but we're not. It's not the Tandy Newton thing. It's not like, I must have you. If if you yeah. die, I will destroy the planet, you know. Um, yes. And, it's, and it also, I mean, it's a bit more, I don't know, the Michelle Monaghan thing, it's like he's already done the getting with a nice person and, you know, his characters kind of realise that that's not going to work, you know. So I I, I I like that kind of thing. It's kind of understated, but when they do have to get a bit sexy, like that bit where she's like, or oh, you could come away with me. It's like, I'm not too sure where this is actually coming from. Anyway, yes. Um, so, yeah, Rebecca Ferguson, she's good. Yes, she's great. Yeah, she, she, she's, she's just so entertaining. Such a, a complete kind of breath of fresh air in this movie after, the, you know, Paula Patton being so horrendously bad uh, to get somebody in it who just who does everything that you want that type of character to do you know she's the, the female Ethan Hunt it, it, it kind of works really well um, I like the fact that she saved his ass twice yeah I mean uh, what the whole fact that it is like they say in the film it is a lot of him on the back foot for bloody ages through through mm. this film like I, I, I like the sense of you know, everybody, everything being against him in this. Yeah, and like, like, like he might be right, but his paranoia has really sent him down a fucking rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Uh, with it, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it does, it does feel a little bit like they're almost like saying, you know, the, the, the fact that Alec Baldwin sort of says, you know, the fact that a lot of what happens is down to to luck. And then it comes out, you know, at the end he proves, no, it's not that a look. It is, that's just how he operates. Mm. You know, he, he operates on the very edge because he has to make these snap decisions. It's a it's a really well put together movie, to be honest. It, it, it flows really nicely. It feels, like you said, the first one, but it felt classy. This one feels really quite classy yeah. and quite slick. You know, it, it, it's a really entertaining movie. There's some great moments of sort of of levity in it as well. You know, where it kind of where it kind of breaks. You know, Sam Pegg does that that very well. And then you've got the Tom Hollander as the uh, as the prime minister, um, doped up um, on some kind of tranquilizer, uh, talking about it Baldwin, which is really good. Um, you know, I I laughed I laughed out loud at that moment. Yeah, I love that sequence as well. Like it's just it's very 
it was very clever how that works. Then yeah. they get them into that room and then just kind of give Tom Hollander the, the breadcrumb of Syndicate and then kind of kind of unravel it from there. I like I like that play and um, and the way that Alec like Alec Baldwin's character kind of gets set up, but then they're like, look, you've got yeah. an opportunity here, you know. Um, I think that, that the moment where Tom Holland says around when he says, you know, and you say the Prime Minister, Tom Holland just looks and goes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing with Tom Hollander. He's, he's the kind of, um, he's the kind of actor who can play, you could believe actually being the Prime Minister and also being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but the, the two don't have to be like at the same time or something like that even. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, he was good in this. I mean, that's the bit that I, I mean the third act, I know I've talked about third acts quite a lot, but the third act of this one I actually really enjoyed. I I kind of liked how yeah. small it was, but there's a lot of stakes. Um the like the bit where they're sitting at the table and Simon Pegg Simon Pegg's talking through that thing and like Peg looks palpably freaked out. Yeah, you know, that's I I really I really like that. And I I, I, I yeah, he's very good in this. Um uh, Peg is. I I, I like that he's he is, along yeah. for the ride. Yeah. I like that bit early on where he's just like I'm a field agent, you know, you <laughs> wanted my help. I'm staying here, here I am. you know. And, and he actually sells that. Yeah, he, he does, you know, uh, Cruz's response of All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's it's a really strong script. Yeah, no, it's 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 a very clear through line from Christopher McQuarrie, and it kind of it it does feel like there haven't been a lot of cooks in this kitchen. Um, it, it, yeah. it is, it, it does. Yeah, the the classiness I think is right. Actually, it's it like Ghost Protocol is very much a Hollywood blockbuster film. Um, yeah. and Mission Impossible Three is a kind of a slightly TV ish Hollywood film. And the John Woo one is a very just kind of almost 90s feeling action film. Whereas this does feel like something classier. It feels like it feels like a quality level above similar to what the De Palma one was. And this one, it has its cake and eats it. It gets the quieter moments. It gets the the, the bigger moments. I, I mean, I really like that the plane bit was just a bit at the start. Yeah, you know they they just yes. kind of get the big big crazy thing out the way, and then there's some other crazy shit in this in, in this as well. I mean the the thing I one of the things I was most impressed by is early on where he's um he's tied to that pole, and the way that he escapes it. Yeah, he jumps up. It, it's it's it, it's those type of fuck. It's yeah, actually like of. defying gravity, and yeah. that's just cruise. <laughs> it is. It's wonderful, and it, it it's that it is. It, it, that is part of the character. Yeah. It, it, it's the character's reaction to it. That's of, a good way of, of, of kind of going, ah, oh, shit, you know, she's a little bit outnumbered here. Not, I've got to save that girl. It's, she's outnumbered here. And it's, ah, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, and just giving it a go. And it, it looked fucking cool I as mean, well. Just the little moments, absolutely. But, I mean, the little moments as well, like where... um. Ving Rhames is and and Jeremy Renner are looking at the drawings and Ving Rhames is like he trusts her and you can yeah. tell just because like in the picture there's kind of more shading and more detail he's taken more time yeah. over that picture and they don't say that but 
It's, it, it, it's inferred yeah. for and sure. It, it, it just it shows you, and you're left to kind of make up your mind on. I really like that. That's a great little moment. There's a, there's a, there's a, a fair of sort of few moments like that within this movie of, of you know of just sort of subtlety and things like that. You know, like for instance, the fact that it. You know, when he goes into the, the record store in, in London and he, he, he strikes up kind of a conversation with the girl a little bit. And there's kind of a, not an agreement, there's kind of a flirtatious nature to it, which, which would, you know, give you an idea that these, that, that, that they're not strangers to this. They've, 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 they've had this type of interaction before. And then that makes the, her getting shot all the more fucking, you know, irritating to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely, man. I mean, it's just, it's a very, very classy, stylish, cool, but not in the look how cool I am yeah. um, action film. And for me, I think it's only second behind Fury Road this summer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely I'd absolutely agree with that, that it probably is just behind Fury Road as, as my film of the summer. And possibly there's one of my films of the year really i, I really really enjoyed yeah, it, this film it, it, that it was could great. probably be in my top 10 of the year so far yeah for sure mm, i would say absolutely it probably is to me it's probably my top five at the moment to be honest i've thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it nice uh yeah definitely it's not shit. definitely definitely not shit yeah all right and we're going to end it there <laughs> I'm gonna, it's like he's telling the most menacing jack and ori story yeah, he can think yeah. of Welcome to the CBBC Bedtime Hour, or CBBS. <laughs> My name's Ian, and I'm going to tell you a story about death. No. Uh, <laughs> Today's story is the girl with the dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Today, today's a... story is Sarlo, or <laughs> Days of Sodom. Days of Sodom. Um, yeah. Um, so next week. Um, are we doing Fantastic Four? Yes. Should be interesting, shouldn't <laughs> yes. it? it? It should. It should, because they've released a new trailer for it, have you oh, noticed? Yeah. yeah, there's a new trailer that has um, a scene of uh, Reed Richards when he's young. Oh, I've it? seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that one for the first time today at the cinema. I, with everything, as everything, I, I hope I go there and it's good, but I have a Oh, yeah, man. Film. Like it, there's nobody on Twitter talking about it at all. It looks like they've shown it to no one, yeah, and it's like yeah. the word on this film is already so problematic that you would think if Fox thought they had a good film on their hands, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be trying to show it to as many people as possible. I yeah. And the fact is, I, I like pretty much all of the cast, so you know, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm holding out hope. Yeah, man, Chronicle's good as well. You know, it's um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I like that we've just got no real idea on this one, and it's just going to be take it as it comes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm apprehensively looking forward to it. Is what I say. Um, okay, and it'll be uh, a more usual show structure next week as well. I'd say so. Um, yeah. So that was episode 121, I think, of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, Mark, anything else to say? No, no. As always, thank you very much for listening, guys. We we, we appreciate your ears for uh, an hour and forty minutes every no week. Show.
And uh, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Les.